0: Hey everybody, this is Mikey D. Welcome to my stoop. A long time ago, hidden off in the northeast corner of a big city, there was a small American town called East Harlem. There were many faces, but no Facebook. Some twits, but no Twitter. We didn't have computers or cable TV. No VCRs, DVDs, DVRs. No iPhones or Xboxes. We had no 24-hour news cycle. One hour a day was more than enough. And you could count the number of friends on one hand, and that was plenty. And we didn't use a device when we wanted to socialize. We opened the front door and stepped out to our stoop. It all seems like an ancient time, like some lost city, like a myth. As if I had witnessed it all from the stoops of Atlantis. Sometimes situations call for hmm, methods that kinda hover on the wrong side of legal. Don't get me wrong, I was raised to stay on more law abiding paths, but there was this little grey area that reared its head sometimes and you know things that were technically illegal. But as we would say on hunt eighteen, who's gonna get hurt? Sometimes you had to make a choice on those stoops of Atlantis. It was hot out. Mid July. One of those days where the smell of baking asphalt and smoldering stink trees wrapped around your entire face as you stepped outside. I mean, I love the heat, even as a kid. I was born in the summer and would rather spend time under a hot July sun than a cold January sky any time. But I wasn't a masochist. It was hot. Friends wanted it, and we needed some water to be splashed on our heads. And soon. I mean, if you grew up in a more bucolic small town, then a brook or a stream would provide that cool... In my little urban paradise, it was more mechanical. I looked over to the Johnny Pump a few buildings west of my stoop. It was my Johnny Pump. Every block had about four of them. Johnny from 435 was my neighbor, so I considered him my hydrant pal of 118. There was another one close to Pleasant Avenue, but that one was guarded by Cougar the Doberman. I'll tell you about him one day. There were two others closer to First Avenue. On my side of the block, it was one I passed often, but never really had any friendly interactions with. He wasn't on much. And the 4th, on the other side of the street, close to 1st Avenue, well, he was like a lonely stranger, never on, never hopped over, never leaned against, never given a sip to a thirsty passerby. It seemed lonely, that Johnny Pump. For those unfamiliar with the term Johnny Pump, it's what we called a fire hydrant. Invented by John Gerard, it replaced the original hydrants using compressed air to increase water pressure. The term started somewhere on the Lower East Side, probably by a bunch of Bowery boys, and that turn worked its way all over the city. The two metal caps on the front were rarely on. The larger one on my pump was long missing, and a continuous trickle of cold water would pour silently, providing us thirsty kids with a convenient quench. No plastic bottled water in those days. The temperature was nudging 90 and it wasn't even noon. We needed that pump on full blast. I could have easily have just wiped my basement, grabbed one of my dad's wrenches and opened it. That was the easy way. Besides, he was at work and my mother would say no. And anyway, there was no adventure doing it that way. Now, we had to do it the way the big kids did. It was a secret method I always wanted to try. just needed two things. A wire hanger and a piece of broomstick. The hanger, that was easy. Luckily, my mom wasn't Joan Crawford, so I could swipe one from the closet. But the broomstick needed a bit of neighborhood exploration. You'd be amazed at the garbage staples that existed if you just took the time to look up and down a few blocks. The variety was amazing. If you needed a chair, table, hubcap, picture frame, big wheel, baseball bat, curtain rod, cardboard box from a new fridge, bike wheel, rubber hose, TV tubes, rusty bucket, lampshades, flower pots, Bed knobs and broomsticks, they'd be lying for the take in somebody's garb. We found a broomstick in the old brick-littered lot on Pleasant Avenue that would one day be transformed into a pretty nice community garden. We broke it in half by leaning it up against the curb and then leaping through the air with a Bruce Lee scream. Bam! We would snap it in two. Well, it took like three tries, but we got it. We first had to untwist the hanger. One end was wrapped a few times around the hunk of broomstick, which for my skinny nine-year-old arms was a chore. The hook end was inserted in the space beside that octagonal valve at the top of the Johnny Pump. Then the remainder of the hanger was wrapped around and round the valve until the stick was pressing tightly against it. And that was it. It was a wrench. It took some oomph to get it turning. But I did it and soon gallons of water, something like a thousand gallons a minute, or gushing from the opening, drenching the street as choruses of cheers went up. Next would come the symphony of scraping cans. You see, the deluge from the hydrant on full blast was fun, but it needed to be reined, controlled, focused, steerable, formed into a python of water. To be a water snake handler is one of the most coveted abilities. The tool of the trade was a metal cylinder that would be held by strong arms and vice-like hands onto that exiting plume of water. The water would be focused into the can where it would be ejected like a fire hose and increase the attack distance by at least 15 feet. Campbell's soup cans worked well. And using a can opener uh, was not an option if you had an ounce of self-respect. The cans were easy to find, although back then we didn't recycle, so it meant digging through garbage cans. After a rinse of the scuds in the cold-flowing water, the unopened end of the can had to be scraped on the sidewalk or scooped over and over, until the seal was penetrated. Up and down the 118, the scraping cans filled the air like some bizarre orchestra. When a hollow circular ridge in the aluminum was revealed, you simply popped the end off by slamming it onto the spike of a gate, and your tool of the trade was ready. People would line up behind the Johnny Pump cannon hand, waiting for a chance to control the snake. It was like playing baseball, standing in the batter's circle, waiting for your chance at bat. Some big kids usually jump to me first. I watched Papuso, a water on tamer of renown, assume the position, straddling the hydrant like a pro, and with the confidence of a major eager, sent sine waves of water over the horde of hot and happy kids. He made it look so easy. I wanted my turn. I was nervous. This was my first at bat ever. He looked to me and smiled the way an old timer would to a rookie. You want to try, Poppy?" I nodded. He stood... "'slipped the can around his wrists like the armor of some Roman warrior "'and gestured for me to go. "'Have a go at it, kid.' "'I had my can gripped with every ounce of my strength. "'I felt hundreds of eyes on me. "'Crouching down, I strapped my arms across the water engine "'and after a few nervous false starts, "'connected the can to the mighty river of water. "'The can was smacked from my grip and launched into a high arc "'and landed across the street amidst a gaggle of ladies on lawn chairs.' I had popped up the first pitch I saw in the majors. I was out, I mumbled something under my breath, and with head down, stood up. Oh well, I tossed a can and surrendered to the truth that it would be a few years until I'd be able to handle that monster, tame the water beast. So I joined the kids under the cooling urban Niagara. So after a few hundred thousand gallons of water had flowed like a whitewater rapid along the curb canyon of 118th Street, down to the sewer falls, a fire truck pulled up. Moans and groans up and down the block sounded out. This had meant one thing. The sprinkler cap was coming. See, for us kids, a sprinkler cap was to Johnny Pump Fun, what sparklers were to fireworks. They were for toddlers, kids who wore diapers and held their mother's hands. But the fireman, giant wrench in hand, shut off the deluge, screwed on the silver sprinkler cap with its dozen or so pinholes, and as he returned the flow of water... A light rain, falling in a dozen or so gently arching streams, would be our entertainment for the day, better than nothing. You know, looking back, I can claim the full-blast Johnny Pump as one of the true 70s excesses we enjoyed, wrongly guilt-free. It was an incredible waste of water. I mean, with droughts cursing many parts of the world, we had so much water to play with, we just pumped it out into the gutter by the swimming pool load, like a billionaire tossing packs of sea notes into a volcano. I'm sure somebody had that thought as they watched us play under those gallons and gallons of water from their stoop of Atlantis. This has been the Stoops of Atlantis with Mikey D. Stay tuned for future tales and bizarreness from that ancient land called East Harlem. Check me out on Facebook.